3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Hi, I'm Lisa, and here's my sister, Kathy, and we're here at the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend Expo. Welcome to the Rise Rise and and Run Run Podcast. Lisa and Kathy, thank you. Thanks. Great introduction, John. John, you did a good job, John. You got a bunch of them. Uh, We'll be playing them in the upcoming weeks, so if uh, John cornered you and greeted you with a... Hey, how you doing? There you go. Uh, you, you can look forward to us using your introduction. Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. Good to be back with you. I'm Bob. I'm here with Lexi. Hello. With Jack. Hi. Allie. Hi, friends. With John. Hey, how you doing? In case you missed the previous, hey, how you doing? And with Greg. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, you know, Bob, uh, you were trying to infringe on my uh, catchphrase a lot this weekend, too. You know, I, I- I don't recall. I don't recall using it, but I, I might have. I might have. If yeah, I don't know. You can charge me fees. You can charge me royalties if you want. I'm it's looking. Right. I'm. I'm trying to go like Michael Buffer style. You know. I got you. <laughs> we'll take some of Bob's salary and add it to John's. You can. T- yeah, that's right. There you go. You can take. <laughs> yeah. You can take half of mine. Yep. You got it. Um. Well, back from back from Marathon Weekend, we are. Uh, let's do as we normally do let's start by we don't want to forget training because although that was the big weekend at disney world in terms of number of races number of people we got more important we're only halfway through the season the princess run the princess run weekend is now a mere six weeks away my God, that'll be here wow. before you know it, too. Who's going? I'm going. Anybody else here going to Princess this year? Yeah, it's because um, I have five weeks before Black Canyon 100K, and then I do Princess the week after. It's nuts. Oh, you are. Is that right? Yeah. I'm nervous. I am. Yeah, you're at all of them, aren't you, Allie? That's right. Perfect season. Mm-hmm. I'm cheering for the 10K. I'll be there for the 10K to cheer, but I'm running the half. I'll look for you because I'm not running the 10K. I'm running the 5K and the half. That's just coincidence. That's because you would, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> you would think after all these years and all these races, you would think I would know how to register for a Run Disney event. And yet somehow I registered Becky and I for the 5K. And then I went in to register for the challenge, but I didn't. I registered for the marathon and I didn't realize it until I got my confirmation letter and I thought, all right, what the heck? I'll go find Jack and we'll cheer together. Yeah. Just like we did on the half here. We'll get I to know. That. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was fun. We'll get to that. So princess is coming up six weeks. If you're running princess, it's a long run weekend. Uh, 11 miles. If you're training for the half marathon, it's a double up three miles and 11 miles. If you're training for the princess challenge. Springtime surprise training started this week. Surprise. Yeah, I'm not going to use that cheap pun anymore, okay? 
Lies. I promise. You can edit it out if I do. But uh, yeah, springtime surprise training started. The long run this weekend is a timed run, which is kind of unusual. Uh, the long run is either 30 minutes if you're doing the 10 miler or 45 minutes if you're doing the challenge. And the challenge in springtime is all three races. So uh, that's also unusual for Disney. So the challenge is three races at springtime. So, yeah, so springtime, uh, what the real surprise is, Tron will be open. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is interesting news. It sure is. I've got to check this, but I think that the springtime surprise run falls on a blackout date for my annual pass. Yes, I remember we talked about that. Yep. Yeah, we had that yeah. conversation. Yes. Yeah, so I hope you all enjoy riding. Ooh, I wonder if I could ride it during the race. We'll have to see. I'll have to see. That would be cool. That would be cool. But speaking of races and the upcoming the second half of the season, we also got some important information on registration dates for future runs. Greg, do you have those? I do, yes. Yeah. So um, at the start of, I guess, of the press of marathon weekend run disney announced all of the registration dates for the 2023 2024 race season now we knew the dates of the races from a couple of months ago but we now have information as it relates to registration uh so i'll go here in chronological order of the races uh, so the 2023 Wine and Dine Half Marathon Weekend, as a reminder, that is taking place November 2nd through 5th, 2023. In terms of registration, Club Run Disney gets to register on March 14th. General registration is March 21st, and then the virtual option will be March 24th. Then the 2024 Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, again, occurring January 3rd through 7th. Club Run Disney registration opens on April 4th. General registration is April 11th. And then the virtual registration is April 14th. Now, this is the one that really got everyone excited and also, I think, equally nervous all at the same time. The mm -hmm. 2024 Disneyland Half Marathon Weekend is occurring January 11th through 14th of 2024. And if you're looking at a calendar, yes, that is four days after Marathon Weekend ends. So if you're looking yeah. to go and get your coast-to-coast -coast really quick, you're going to be training a really, really long it's, time. It's going to be really quick. <laughs> but did the, that on purpose. Yeah, exactly. But what took us even by surprise even more is when the registration is occurring. Club Run Disney will be able to register on February 7th. So in less than a month, we are going to be talking about registration. General registration opens on Valentine's Day, February 14th. And then the virtual event will be happening on February 17th. Obviously, I don't think I'm going to be able to go to this race weekend, even though I really want to. But you are darn well sure that all of us are going to be logged in to see what that queue time is going to be like because that is just going to be mass hysteria it's gonna be a fight <laughs> to the death 
May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> and something else about that. If you are planning on doing Marathon Weekend, Castaway Key, and California, you can't do Castaway Key. Oh, no, right. oh yeah, oh. that's true. Right. Wait, wait, wait. Is there anybody here right now? Are any of you guys doing it? I'm going to try. Okay, good. If you try, I'll try. Good. Which good. also means that if I do it, I'll probably do at least the half marathon for Disney during marathon weekend. But then the other part of me just had a realization, you guys. How dopey would you be if you <laughs> if you did dopey and then did all the races in Disneyland? I mean, how, that would be an epic picture in front of Sleepy Beauty's castle. I thought, first of all, I thought you were going to say you had an epitome. And secondly, <laughs> you could, oh, Jack, you oh, could do that. You know what I just thought of? Okay, so, short story, but you guys will love it. So I'm driving home from after marathon weekend. It was after, I think it was literally after the marathon. And guess what I saw, you guys? A DeLorean. Close enough. I saw a guy that had a bumper sticker that said it was powered by the flux capacitor. And his (laughs) license plate said McFly. That's as close to a DeLorean as you're going to get around here, okay? (laughs) And I felt very excited. And I saw somebody running during the marathon in a Mandalorian (laughs) costume. And I yelled out, and I was correct, and I was so happy. So there you go. Check. Jack, you can see a DeLorean every day if you go to work. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not in a park. It's a universal. (laughs) So now that we went on that little tangent real quick, just one more reminder. Club Run Disney registration, February 7th. General registration, February 14th. Hopefully there are not a lot of broken hearts that day. No pun intended. And uh, and again, the virtual is on February 17th. Then 2024 Princess Half Marathon is February 22nd through the 25th. Club Run Disney registration on June 13th. General registration on June 20th. And then the virtual registration on June 23rd. And then finally, to round out the race season, the 2024 Springtime Surprise will be April 18th through the 21st. Club Run Disney registration is August 15th. General registration, August 22nd, and then the virtual registration will be August 25th. Disney, get ready to take my money. Okay, so thanks, Greg. So we've got registration dates, we've got race dates for upcoming events, but let's take a look back. Not that long, I mean, most of us just got back home, and let's see if we can't hit some of the highlights of what happened last weekend. Gang? I think I started Thursday or Friday or sometime over the weekend trying to think about how I could put into words for this podcast what happened this weekend. And here I am a couple days later, and I'm still having a hard time. It was just that overwhelming to me. It was so amazing seeing the number of people that we saw. It was so fantastic getting the interaction with Mm -hmm. one another, with this Mm -hmm. huge community, with this big extended family. And I'm not, 
I'm not a real softy, sentimental guy. I mean, I'm an old army retired type guy, and all I could think of was how much love there was between the folks that we saw, and and, and not only not only amongst ourselves, not only with the folks that we talk to every week, but amongst them too. You know, the the listeners who may not have ever met one another had a certain kinship towards one another. From from Expo Day One to the end of the marathon, the outpouring was incredible. You know, Bob, I think today um, one of our listeners, Hannah, put it on Facebook very well. She said, seeing the spark of recognition in someone else's eyes just did something to you, you know? Having someone else, oh my gosh, I know who you are. Um, whether it be from seeing their post on the Facebook page or them recognizing us or us recognizing them. Yeah. It was just, it was so cool. It's like you instantly knew you had a kindred spirit, friend, soul sister. Yeah, yeah, you know. that's very, very true. There's there's something about this medium, uh, the 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 radio medium, the podcast medium, the audio medium that tends to create a stronger feeling of, I know this person. Even, there's actually been studies on this for radio, even more so than television. Even though on TV you can see the people, but just the ability to hear a voice, a comforting voice, a voice you recognize, and I got a little bit of that this weekend. Hey, I recognize that voice. Or the, one of the things I, one of the things I really got a kick out of was, you sound just like you do on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, how do you expect me to? <laughs> but but actually, that was explained. You know, somebody they they said to me, yeah, you know, people people have their podcast voice and then their real voice. He said, but you sound just like you. I said, yeah, that's the only way I know how to sound. But that was fun. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of the things that embodied this spirit, this whole idea to me was that, that meetup chat thread mm-hmm. yep. that was an yes. afterthought when, when creating the meetup, Facebook has a little box. Do you want to create a chat for the meetup? I checked the box. I didn't think anything of it. I didn't prime the pump. I didn't put anything in there. And then shortly before, not right away, but shortly before we all headed down to Orlando, I start getting pop-up notifications on my watch. It says, you've got a message. And it was this meetup thread that you, you, the listeners, had started and you were using it to encourage one another on that last long simulation run that was amazing that was incredible and i i deliberately stayed away as long as i could i figured you guys you got you got control of this keep it going and gosh it was really really impressive um we're going to talk about the uh the weekend and individual events the the success the success that you felt this weekend i know i made this point in several posts a lot of your sore hopefully by hopefully by the time you're listening to it most of that soreness is gone um 
but the soreness will go away. The pride's going to last forever. And it's not just pride in this weekend. It's pride in going through the entire process. We talked about it while we were doing it. And now, if it's your first time, even if it's not, even if you've done it before, now you you know or you have reiterated the idea that it's a whole six, seven month long process to get you across that finish line. And that is just the, the victory party. Now, I don't want to leave, I don't want to leave without saying, I know not everybody finished. If you didn't finish, we're going to talk about that more later. But I want to say, we're still proud of you. Absolutely. You still tried hard. Mm -hmm. You still gave it your best. There are any number of reasons not to finish. Whether illness, injury, just not your day. The best athletes in the world go to marathons and don't finish. Molly so, Siegel, an Olympian, oh, pulled herself out of a race. Well, I, I would I don't know this for a fact, but I'm willing to to speculate that in every Olympic event, the finish rate for the marathon was not 100. percent It it just it happens, and uh, and also uh, last year's dopey champion pulled herself from Boston. Oh yeah, yeah, which is how she ended up being the dopey champion in a way. Uh, so anyway, look, we'll talk more about that later. But I I, I didn't want to leave it out. You're you're part of the family, also. Don't ever view yourself as less because you pulled yourself out of a race or you got swept. No, I, I agree. Hey, I've been on that bus a couple times due to injury, but I have. I get it. And, uh, you know, you, you still done good. We're still proud of you. Hey, look, let's get in the way back machine. We're not going to go too far way back, but let's go to Wednesday of last week. Uh, I'm driving in. The rest of you, I think, flew. Now, Jack, you're driving in also. The rest of you flew in, I believe. Yes, am I DeLorean? At a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to go speed very far. It was only 10 minutes away. <laughs> oh, man. I drove in on Monday. Oh, you drove, you drove down from Atlanta, Lexi? Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I would drive from Atlanta, too. Yeah, okay. So John and Greg flew in. Um, we're all there. We're heading to the expo. Y'all got there before me. So take it away. Thoughts, thoughts on the expo on Wednesday. Oh, dear Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I've never experienced anything like that before because I've always been there because I always just do one race and I'm always there the day before the race. So if I did the marathon, I was there on Saturday after everybody had gone. I've never been there the day before all the races before. And as amazing as, as it was, it was also extremely stressful and very overwhelming. It was huge. I, and I, I don't want to, because I wasn't there first thing, but I was there in the afternoon. One observation I had across the entire weekend, you know, I've been to all of the events since Disney returned with Wine and Dine. 2021 
and I've watched them as they progressively have more and more things have come back and the crowds have gotten larger and larger. This is back. Now, I haven't seen numbers, but this is back to pre-pandemic levels. The size of the expo is back to where it was. The, uh, the number of vendors is back to where it was. The level of insanity is back to where it was. And I, I think um, we can check this out. I haven't done it yet. I think the number of participants is back to where it was too. Oh, yes. No, but Jack, you, you hit the nail right on the head. It was it was stressful. It was overwhelming. But for as equally stressful and overwhelming, it was equally fun as well. Yes. Too. Oh, agree. yeah, definitely. I rolled up at nine, a little after 9 o'clock in the morning because – Maybe I just had a really good cell phone connection or I have fast fingers or whatever, <laughs> but I had boarding group three oh, for, wow. the, for the, the run Disney merchandise. And I remember John and I ended up getting there what within two minutes of each other. So we, we were walking up to the, um, to the ESPN ball thing and it was about nine twenty five. When my group got called, which I was shocked because technically we weren't supposed to be allowed in until 10. Yeah. And they still, you know, even though we got called in that early, they still queued us up in that big room and the people just kept filing in and in and in. And then once they finally let us in, I want to say it was probably around like 945-ish or something like that. It was still a lot of people. And, you know, just going crazy over the merch and everything like that. Th- that process was like, you know, you-, you had to kind of like put your head down and go like beeline over to like what you wanted and then and, and go from there to make sure. Because I-, I think there was a lot of panic buying, but I think it was also yes. some relief in the sense that as things were coming off the shelves, the the staff there were restocking very, very quickly. I think a lot of my stress and overwhelming though came with the Disney merchandise area because I, I looked at the pictures of what some of the merch that they were going to have, but I really liked taking my time with it. And it was just so overwhelming because you didn't know what was going to be left or did it have my size or whatever. And um, it became very stressful because I, I mean, I just like taking my time and it was like really crowded I don't know. And I, I, and I think Lexi thought the same thing because me and Lexi went in at the same time. But yeah, we got a boarding group together um, and we lost each other within, I don't know, three minutes of getting in there oh, yeah. and just got pushed away from each other. And I was like, OK, I guess I'm going. <laughs> um, but stuff was flying off the shelves. And can can we just talk about the sizing for a second? Yes. Um. <laughs> Because there were some items that said that they were a large, and they were not large. <laughs> um, I know women's sizing is kind of all over the board anyway, but did y'all experience that as you tried on stuff? That it was just like, wait, this is not the this is not my normal size. Yeah. So, Lexi, I had a similar experience to that where like I was taking things off the shelf, and then you know I put it into my basket, and then went to go try it on, just you know because I didn't want to make a mistake or whatever. And I would put something on, and I actually ha- was having the opposite reaction. I was putting this on, I'm like, 
I'm drowning in this. Like, what, what, what the heck is going on? But then I realized I was a moron and I grabbed the wrong size. <laughs> you know, you know, so, you know, because, you know, when you're, you know, in the XX or the triple X or whatever, you know, you, you just see two X's and, and, you know, you grab it. Um, you know, so th- that was just my own dumb mistake. I, I had a real sizing problem on one thing, but that's because I grabbed a double XL hanger, which contained a medium shirt. So that didn't work. But also, like, the other thing, when people didn't want stuff, they just put it out on a table, and it was, like, a big, huge heap of clothing. And when I go through my things, I go through very strategically. I'm like, do I really want this? Okay. Okay, they'll go to one side. And apparently, the, um, what is it, the spirit jersey hoods that wear the white ones with all little characters on it, I had grabbed one, and that was a big one that was going away so fast. And I had just happened to put it to the side. And one lady looks at me and she's like, are you by chance keeping that? And I said, you know what? It's yours. Because if you weren't sure about it, you know what? Somebody else really wants it. So I, I gave it away. And I'm, I'm super happy because she looked really happy. So, <laughs> Yeah, so my expo experience could have been worse than what it was. Uh, in the morning, we're going for our boarding group or whatever you want to call it. And me and my wife were trying. My wife goes, oh, I got 41. And she goes, I go, wait, I just see three in mine. She goes, oh, I'll cancel 41. Then I go, don't do anything yet. Then I look, I go, oh, that's Greg. Oh, we have 41. <laughs> so thank God we did not cancel. But 41 worked out really well, I think, for us. Because, like I said, walked in with Greg. So we headed right up to bib pickup. Line was not that long yet. Went, went through bib pickup, got out, went over to the other expo, spent some time in there. And then our boarding group got called and went right down and was in there in about 15 minutes. So it went really well for me. I, I remember being in the merchandise area. And I think I, I had posted up with Paula and Adalas from the the run uh, Dopey group uh, because they were helping – uh, obviously, they were picking out their own stuff, but I know they were doing some shopping for Allie because she wasn't going to be able to get into later and helping out a few other people within their Facebook group. And I remember texting all of you and saying, hey, guys, it's mass hysteria in here. Yeah. Prepare yourselves. This is nothing like wine and dine. <laughs> no. And I and then initially, like as I walked out, I was like you know run disney needs to adjust something because that was you know again for me an overwhelming shopping experience but then the more and more i thought about it i think the virtual queue system still works i think it was just the mindset of everyone who was in there of oh my god this merchandise is so amazing and last year's marathon weekend the merchandise went so quickly that you just needed to run like a chicken with your head cut off in there to get what you wanted Really, I think the only thing that maybe Run Disney could do to help relieve some of that stress a little bit with um, still using the virtual queue system is maybe not letting in as many groups as a time. Because I feel like while I was there, I could just see them keep on rolling in and in and in, and that area just get got you know more expansive as time went on. But you know, so I thought like, oh no, the system's flawed. You know, this is not won't work and i'm like no the system still does work it still works out really well we just might need to tinker a few things here or there and i still think you should have your you should have a bib number in order to 
to sign up for the virtual queue. I feel like that would help, especially like in the later, because you, you mean, you can't control which boarding group you get. And there were a bunch of dopies who, you know, didn't get in until 2 p.m. And all of the dopey merch was gone from resellers and, and also just, you know, having a bunch of people. I think adding some sort of like check to make sure that the people who are coming to the race expo for the purpose of getting race things for the races they're doing should have first preference over family and friends. It's it's interesting you say all the derpy merchandise was gone because it was there at four o'clock in the afternoon. In fact, it was there on Friday. Uh, now I don't know what all the derpy dopey merchandise is. Oh yeah, no, there were some stuff, but um, a lot of the the dopey sweatshirts were gone. The dopey repair medals were gone. The jackets were gone. Um, some of the stuff I know I was particularly looking for that they just had smalls of everything, and I can't fit in a small. Okay, so yeah, so I think yeah, going with the virtual queue, I think is a great deal, and I think now that also Disney is bringing back the pre-orders for you so that you can pre-order yes. your merch mm-hmm. ahead of time, so that will give the runners a chance to pre-order their merch before they get there. You know, sizing if it's wrong, you still got a crapshoot there, figuring out if it's going to be available, but at least you're going to get something. It was the Hunger Games all over and i feel like there was a lot of people you know looking at everybody else's stuff and asking if they're going to buy that and grabbing things from other people it was probably the most stressful part of all of it for me you guys need to go in the afternoon i'm telling you (laughs) did you guys see that they um i bought the mug and the mug is misprinted it doesn't have the magic kingdom castle on it i i didn't notice that yeah it's got the epcot ball the you know the Tower of Terror and the the Tree of Life, but it doesn't have the the castle on it. Well, you know and that so makes I, it that makes it a collector's item. It does. <laughs> you can sell for five thousand dollars on eBay. <laughs> Here's my expo experience, and I, I've kind of settled into doing this. I I get into the queue at lunchtime, so I had like hundred and forty five or something like that. Went over, had a great time in the expo. Got a chance to meet and chat with a bunch of folks. Uh, we had just about given up on the idea of going for the Disney merch that day when we figured out we only had about a 20 minute wait by the time we were walking out of the vendor expo. So we headed over and everything that I wanted was there and sizes were there. Um, we went back on Friday and man, it was nice. <laughs> it was not that crowded. The shelves seemed full. I saw double XLs. I saw smalls, mediums. I saw all sorts of sizes. And more importantly, I saw Disney cast members restocking items on Friday afternoon. So I had a good experience and that's, I'm going to continue to do it that way. I think it's a lot less, a lot less hectic. But speaking of merch, and this will prove as a great segue though, what they need to start selling merch of is I survived the Expo 5K merch. Yes. Because, Lexi, why don't you tell the folks the experience you and I had for bib pickup? So I got to the Expo. I was probably like 1030. And um, I met up with Greg at the ball in order to go pick up my bib because he had just gotten out of the merchandise. And my uh, 
I think we had boarding group 46 or something like that. So I was like, okay, I'll just run over and pick up my bib. And they wound the line through the entire complex of ESPN. Yeah. It's like we came through the gates and turned left. And then we did a U-turn backwards and like did a little zigzag. And then we went around the stadium and did another little zigzag. Holy cow. It was insane. I was shocked we didn't walk the warning track of the baseball field. (laughs) That line was that long. Yes. And um, Greg came up with the brilliant idea of um, getting, you know, new shirts. The the Expo 5K. It's an additional event of Marathon Weekend. I like it. Now, all joking aside about, you know, the, you know, extra swag and medals that we should have earned for, uh, you know, walking that much at the expo. I will say this was the first time that I've been at an expo where my mindset completely changed and it changed for, for the better. You know, for me, an expo was get my bib, get my race shirt, check out the merch and then get the heck out of there. I rolled up at about 9.15 in the morning, and I think I left at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah because, you were still there I mean, I was, Yeah, I mean, and it's one of those things where, yes, a part of that was standing in line waiting for things, but it was an opportunity to start the, you know, the big family reunion that, you know, that we've talked about, right. you know, leading up, you know, between, you know, Obviously, the you know the seven of us all chatting together. The fact that I you know I got to spend time talking with you know Pam over at Fluffy Fizzies mm-hmm. and spend time with Coach Twigs and Jeff Galloway, and and then you know walk. I was trying to walk to the um, meet up with Devin and Kristen and bumped into the whole Will Run for group, and then mm-hmm. I ended up spending over a half an hour with them, you know, and then, you know, meeting new friends there as well too. So it was, you know, like I said, I think a family reunion is like the, the perfect phrase to use for it because it was just so great to see all of our new friends and family refreshed before we were about ready to embark on all of our own personal journeys for, for the rest of the weekend. Well, speaking of embarking on personal journeys, and I agree with what you had to say there, Greg, we haven't got to the start line yet, so let's go a day forward and let's talk about the first event of the weekend, the 5K. Thoughts on the 5K, kids? Who wants to go first? Oh my gosh, I had a blast. Yeah, it did. Well, good. What was especially blasty there, Lexi? Well, Jack and I dressed up as Wanda and Agatha. You sure from did. Um, I will say that costume was hot as blazes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was basically yeah. like a turtleneck. Um, yeah. But I don't know if I have ever had that much fun on a race before. Good. Yeah. Um, and we met a new friend. Um, shout out to Rachel, who's my new soul sister. Um. And I just like every, every single turn, it was just something to talk about or Jack and I were doing all these fun poses and, um, we really, I just feel like we PR'd in fun on that race. 
Well, oh my uh, gosh, yes. There you go. That was an I, objective. I've never walked a race before, but that was beyond fun. Like, just hanging out with all you guys yeah. and Rachel and Mark and just, That's like, right. just yeah. relaxing. We, mm-hmm. we even got to see a character stop. And it was just, like, it was just so much fun. And seeing all the amazing costumes, I mean, people went out and I loved yeah. it. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think we need to talk about the eagle in the room. You know, a, a salute oh, to oh, all uh, races, but mostly <laughs> the 5K. Can I can I <laughs> go ahead and say that I take credit for that idea? Uh, you you and you're correct. You're correct. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I also want to give a huge shout out to John because that animal costume uh, yes was legit. And when you yes. went on the drums so with cool. the janitors, I was like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> that was like one of my race highlights of of seeing John jamming out with the janitors in Epcot as animal. Oh my gosh. It was and keeping with the beat. Keeping I got, with a, I, got a, I got a kick out of the fact that Diane wanted to take the drumsticks from him all the time. But yeah, I missed that. I, we, I think Becky and I must have fallen back. Uh, yeah, you had by that point. Yeah. But the, the thing that I loved about you, Bob, being being Sam Eagle, is that the number of people that, you know, obviously we've talked on the podcast about how tall you were mm-hmm. and the fact that you added a couple of extra inches mm-hmm. with your <laughs> shoes and the hat and the mm-hmm. eyeballs, mm-hmm. the number of people that had no idea it was you was absolutely amazing. <laughs> and, and the one that, that really struck home for me was I remember later in the day I was watching um, Kristen over at Run Fit Mama, her Instagram stories. And she's like taking video of like walking from the buses, you know, to the reunion area for the start. And about 15 feet in front of her, I just see this big blue blob just bouncing <laughs> up and down. And I messaged her and I was like, that's Bob. And she l- literally responded to me in all capital letters like, oh, my God, you have to be kidding me. And, you know, and then or people that like came to us to decide the bleachers and you like went over and introduced yourself. But you kept your head down and then right. lifted it up to us to, to right. reveal yourself. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. People would ask me to take pictures. I take one with the head down so that the it looked like the character because I couldn't see myself. If I wanted to look in the mirror, I had to lift my head up and then the beak would be gone and I, I wouldn't see the character. So I didn't really get a good glimpse of it until I saw some photos. I, I that was, that ended up being made for me. I told you guys this story. We have a family friend who, uh, we talked about it and she said, Oh, I can help you with that. I'll bring my sewing machine over and I'll help you with that. And, Becky and I went out and bought all the uh, stuff that we needed and we kept talking with, and her name happens to be Becky also, the woman who helped us. Uh, and finally she just says to me, I'll just do it. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she took it and she, she brought it back here. Gosh, it was, uh, it was just a couple days before we left. She brought it here and it worked out pretty good. It was fun. That's the first time I've ever done a costume and it was Jack's fault because I really couldn't think of one that I was willing to do, but now that I've done one, I'll say you—you you promised me you were going to wear a boa now for every Disney five yeah. K. Well, 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 we'll see. We'll hey, see. Bob, I got more ideas. Okay, we'll talk <laughs> offline. I don't want to make any commitments, but I—but I, but I will. Uh, I will. I will make a, a commitment to uh, 
the 5Ks at least, to doing something for the 5Ks. Because just walking, you can virtually do anything in the 5Ks. You're just walking. Um, so, yeah, you can pretty much handle anything. Get to the longer events, gets a little tougher, I think. See, I still think we should get all of our guys wearing tutus for Princess. I, any listeners, I think, all right, remain would agree calm. to that. Remain, remain calm. <laughs> remain calm. We're working on an idea. We'll see. I, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want to make any promises I can't keep, but uh, but we'll see. We'll come up with something. We need to give a massive shout out to Allie, uh, who amazingly was able to ride a shark the oh, entire right. five k. Right. Right. I mean, that is a skill uh, onto itself. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It was really fun. We had a few people with us and we were doing run, walk, run. And so every time it was our run interval, we would yell shark attack. And then, <laughs> and people around us were laughing and it was just a lot of fun. That's fun cool. I remember, look, I remember you guys, I had my back to the screen. You guys are going, oh, there's Allie. I turned around, she was gone. And then it, it happened twice. Uh, I, I caught a quick glimpse of her the second time. She was riding back and forth. Yeah. Nice work, Allie. Way to go. Any other uh, recollections on the 5K, gang? It was fun. I, I just remember the, the costumes just being out of this world from yeah. from Margaret and her husband and Tara being the blockbuster video. And then, to me, the, the cake was Tara over my terrific uh, life. The fact that she was Michael Jackson dressed oh, yes. as Captain EO yes. doing the promotional shoot for uh, in, in the old imagination rainbow tunnel. That was absolutely brilliant. She did, and, yeah, and she did, she, she did an amazing job, job with that costume. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there were, we're like, once again, we start naming and, and pointing things that we leave stuff out that we didn't mean to. So there was a lot of really, really neat stuff in the 5k. Uh, I'm going to make a general comment about the weekend. I don't think the weather could have been any better. Oh my gosh. And, yes. Uh, I'm going to say, I think Friday, the 10 K was the coldest. I think, uh, I know the half was kind of chilly in the morning also. Um, I, I hear some folks complaining, Oh, it was too hot. It was too hot. It, it was 75. That's the average daily high in Orlando on that part of the year if you want it to be 50 you can get really 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 lucky maybe or you need to race somewhere else because central florida is not going to be 50 on most january days but i i thought the weather the other thing i heard was it was very humid well if you got up in the morning on saturday the humidity was close to 100 percent, but the dew point was 50 because the temperature was 52 dew point didn't change during the day temperature went up so Relative humidity went way down. Once again, though, I've always said, if you feel hot or if it's hot where you are, then it's hot. I mean, if if you had trained and you're coming from a cold climate and you got down there, yeah, 75 and sunny can feel pretty warm to you. So I think some folks had trouble with that. But I got to tell you, that's about as good as you're going to do for a race weekend at Disney World in January. Going back to the 5K specifically, though, the, the one recollection that I have, and, and this is more of a confusing thought that I had, is for me, in my dopey bibs, I was D across the board. Mm -hmm. And 
I had a hard time understanding how D put me in the middle of the pack for the half marathon and the full, but it put me in the last corral yeah. for the 5K and the 10K. And yeah, obviously a lot of sense. us drop back, you know, to D so we you know, right. so we could all stay together. And just the way that it worked out is we practically all did like a dead last start. Mm-hmm. Just about and, that's right. And that was a, and that was an interesting experience, you know, just to I mean, yes, you know, we some of us do um, you know, say that we are back of the Packers, but we really got that true experience. And yeah. it was just it was really, really refreshing to see what that that true experience was like. Now, I will say, I did get a little nervous when I got to the American Adventure, and I I started to see empty tables, right, with no right. water cups, and I was right. like, "Uh oh, are we going to have a Martinez Evans situation on our hands here?" But thankfully, a little bit further down, that, that there was plenty of water and stuff like that. But um, but, you know, that was fun, and you know, and even though it it practically felt like a dead last start. Again, there was never that pressure. I mean, obviously, not timed, no balloon ladies or anything like that. Um, but no, it was it was a blast overall. What, what I found funny about that, Greg, is we had some decent costumes, and we thought if we got to the right side, we we might get on the big screen. And then I turned around and I said, folks, if we get on the big screen, there are going to be eight people who see us. Yes. <laughs> so we decided we didn't need to do that. Uh, so let's move forward. Let's move forward to Friday and the 10 K and I didn't run this one. So I'm leaving it up to you guys. How did it go? So it went really well. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and, um, put out a tip or word of advice for, um, run Disney races in general. Uh, if you are placed in a certain corral, cause you put in a proof of time, just be advised that they will close the corrals early. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yes. So I got to my corral um, 20 minutes before start time and was told that I could no longer go into oh, my wow. corral and was pushed to the next corral over because they had closed it off. Um, so just a heads up, it can happen. I don't know so much about the half marathon and marathon at least them closing it off before start time, but it can happen. It did happen. Um, it's fine. Cause I still ended up having an absolute blast and I love my costume. Uh, cause I was Jane from Tarzan and I could tell everybody else loved my costume <laughs> around me. Cause they, I could hear them chatter be like, Oh, she's for Jane from Tarzan. Ooh, she running with an umbrella. Ooh, ooh I would not do that. <laughs> and I'd be like, it's okay. I would, I will say the umbrella was a slight hazard, but I tried to raise it up like a Mary Poppins kind of umbrella scenario and then realized I'm 5'4", and if you're six foot, I, I'm sorry. I can I only reach so high. <laughs> yes. But it was still so much fun. But anyways, I just wanted to give a heads up uh, about the whole corral thing that if you do put in a time or in a further up corral, just a heads up. Just make sure you get there early with plenty of time um, to get settled in and everything because there is a opportunity or chance that you may be pushed to a different crowd the general comment that i'll make about the 10k is in my eyes this is the perfect run disney course it's a little bit of road it's a good amount of epcot and running around the crescent lake epcot resort area at sunrise 
is just so picturesque. I, I, I mean, great. I understand that they need to add a little spice of life and variety across the race season. But if, if you ever want to tell a friend, Hey, do this as your, you know, one of your first shorter distance run Disney races, this is the course to do it. I, and I yes. absolutely, absolutely love it. And I, I hope that they, they do. And I know they, they used to use it, you know, before there was always the standard for like wine and dine and marathon weekend. And then obviously they, they changed it up, um, you know, this past year for, um, for wine and dine. But I, yeah, I just, I love that course so much. For me, the 10 K started out kind of stressful because um, it was one of those bus stops in the morning where the bus would come and there was like maybe eight of us that were standing there and they'd only have one, one seat available. And then the next what? bus would come oh, yeah. and then they only had two seats available. And so I waited for four buses Oh wow! trying to get over to the start. And I didn't go at a late time. I went out there at like 310. Yeah. Um, and so that was really stressful, but that, uh, and then there was a lot of traffic and that put me getting to my corral late. Um, and I think overall that was just kind of like, ah! um, but this was the first race that I spent a majority of the time, um, like close to the balloon ladies. Um, as I my my goal for the race was to walk the first three miles and then do run walk to the finish. And um I went to the bathroom right at the three mile mark and then one of the bikers in the back yelled into the bathroom, The balloon ladies are about thirty seconds behind you and I was like, Oh no <laughs> No pressure. <laughs> no. And um I mean it was right on target with what I had planned. Um but one thing, I mean, I loved the course and, um, I knew my run walk for three miles. I could easily maintain a 16 and still be easy. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I noticed about the back, the bikers were awesome. They were never super aggressive with saying, okay, the balloon ladies are 30 to 45 seconds. Right. You. Um, but there were some runners back there that were like freaking out. Right, out. they panic, right. Um, some of them were like cracking jokes, like, oh, the balloon ladies are coming with tasers. <laughs> and like, yes, that's funny. But at the same time, the balloon ladies are super anxiety inducing, inducing for some people. So like, just be nice to your fellow humans. Um, but especially when we got through Epcot, you could feel the anxiety in the back. Hmm. Um, and I'd never, I'd never been that far back, but it just seemed really like everybody was super on edge and trying to get through. And um, not to mention, it was also crazy packed. Um, I don't know if I've yeah. ever seen a run Disney course as packed as it was. You would try to run and you just couldn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that caused some anxiety too. And I don't know if there's a way to like widen the course back there at all. Um, <laughs> but I specifically noticed in the 10K, everybody was just super on edge and freaking out, especially the last like mile. And I think the other thing too that might incite some of this panic and and as it relates to people's enjoyment of these races is 
I did this race with my um, second cousin and his wife. We, uh, the three of us, dressed up as uh, the Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and we knew that we had a goal that we wanted to stop for at least one character. So you know, we were making decisions as we saw them and, and everything like that, and. Obviously, as it's well known now, the character list got leaked out on several different Facebook groups leading up. So, you know, we were able to like analyze, okay, this is who we should shoot for and everything like that. And so our goal was, okay, mile four, we were going to go see Lumiere in France. And we got in line and it, I mean, it wrapped through, you know, the, the France pavilion and we got online, and, and one of the great Run Disney uh, pacers was there to say to us, the balloon ladies are 10 minutes behind you, and I can guarantee you this line is longer than 10 minutes. Right. And it was at that point where the three of us made the decision that we were just going to cut bait and keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, that my cousins were able to just get like a, a long distance selfie and, and move on. But, but I know my cousin's wife was a tad bit frustrated of, you know, that she, you know, got put in such a far back corral and wasn't able to get that true, you know, run Disney experience because of how long these character lines were. And we thought, okay, well maybe, we could get one at the very, very end with Darkwing Duck. And that line made the Lumiere line look like <laughs> it was a walk-on. And mm-hmm. so I don't know if there is a way, and, and I don't know how you solve this problem, but like I don't know if there's a way to, if you added more character stops, I was that would spread the that. people out a little bit more. But again, I don't know if that creates more logistical yeah, nightmares know, or, or whatnot. But I, I know that was one comment and one frustration that, that she had. And I will say, like, I've never seen the lines so long before where you, to the point where you don't see the end of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I myself, because I started in the back of the corral uh, for the 10K, and I was just like, I always see one character and I got to the point where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to see a character this time around because of how long the lines were and that, that fear um, of how long it might take. So I feel you. Didn't run the 10K, but I've had, I've had experience in Disney runs with starting towards the front and starting towards the back. And when I start towards the back, I know I'm not going to stop for any characters. All right. 10K is done. All you dopey runners are now halfway done. Kinda. No, we're not halfway done. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> halfway done with waking Good up days. early. I will okay. say mentally it was easier for me to bite it in chunks of days as opposed to miles. Yeah. 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 But you get up Saturday, Saturday morning, another cool morning. Uh, probably probably kind of chilly standing around in the corrals, but you take off. It's half marathon day. How'd the half marathon go? Well, let me start. Friday night was very stressful. Get back to my room. My wife goes, I can't unlock the door. We're locked in the room. What? Locked in the room? Locked in the room. Hmm. We're on the third floor, too. So it's not like, not like I could jump. Not like I could jump out the balcony or anything like that. So the, the deadbolt was stuck. So oh, wow. I, I call up maintenance. I go, yeah, I'm stuck in my room. 
uh, can you get somebody up, up here to help get me out? Uh, is there an emergency? No, there's not. But I got to be up and out of my room by two o'clock tomorrow morning because I'm doing doing the half. Okay. This guy called the manager and tell him what's going on. I tell the manager what's going on. Okay, but I'm going to try to get out of this room. Yeah. You know, so I'm shoulder I'm shouldering the door, banging it, <laughs> lifting it, lifting it, and I oh, finally no. get, I got it at the right point where I got it and I clicked the thing over at the same time and the door unlocked. I open the door, I see the Ready Creek Fire Department coming up to my room. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> wait, wait, with bolt cutters. I don't know what he's oh, going to come with. Oh, yeah. What, what's what he might have saw the uh, 5K photo. Who knows? But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, with the chains around your neck, yeah. But yeah. So, so now the maintenance guys come fix it, slide it back and forth. It goes like, look, it works fine. I go, okay, good. So we lock it, and we go to bed. One o'clock, I get up to make sure that I can unlock the door. Of course, you're nervous <laughs> as can be. Yeah, I get it. But you did make it, John. You made it to the start line. I know you did because I saw you on yes. the court. Yes. How did how did it go out on the race course, guys? It was good. I mean, I, it was good for me for most of the race. Uh, got a big bad cramp about mile ten in my uh, in my uh, my hamstring, and that that really uh, bothered me for the last uh, like three miles of the race. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll I'll tough it out, see what happens. You know, we had a semi decent pace mm-hmm. going. And uh, but what really helped out was Mark breaking out in song. He's singing the Impossible Dream on the, uh-huh. the on the course, the whole nine. It was really good. Oh, and I forgot Disney forgot one character stop on their list this year. <laughs> mile seven. Did you, did, you know who mile, did you know who Mile Seven character stop was? Was it Cruella? Because yeah. I know she was missing. <laughs> no. Wait, what am I missing? You were too fast, Jack. You missed this character stop. It was Bob. There was a big goofy character out there. Oh, yeah, I Small did G. miss you. Small G. I missed you too. I, I, I looked for you to go by. Yeah, but it was, it was dark when you went by. Yeah, it Maybe was. It was still dark out. Yeah. Um, that was that was quite an experience. I got to tell you, it's the first time I've cheered, but oh, man. I, again, I'm I'm overwhelmed and looking for the words to express how that was, and it was amazing. And uh, what happened was, I got down there. I, I'm I'm not going to go through the whole story about getting told I couldn't stand here and couldn't stand there. I finally settled in just a little after mile seven, and uh, I had the rise and run sign, and I and I did I had a goofy sweatshirt on. I didn't have any rise and run gear on. Um, and it was chilly. I was not uncomfortable, but it was chilly. And folks are going by in the dark. And um, I got a cowbell and I'm, yay, go runners. I did not say you're almost there. I wouldn't do that. That's not right. Uh, but after about 30 minutes, I'm going, what am I doing here? It's, you know, nothing going on. And the two and a half hour pace group came by. After the two and a half hour pace group came by, our people, I'm talking our Rise and Run family, started coming by. And from that point forward, it was nonstop, just a blast. Meeting and greeting everybody, uh, stopping for photos, uh, 
At one point, when you guys came by, I thought Run Disney Security was going to come by and move us off the course because we were actually, I think, at that point, starting to interrupt the race. There were so many people standing around. But if you were if you were part of the crowd that came by and said hello, that really meant a lot to me. It, I, I will never forget it. It was really, really awesome. We were joking around that there was a Bob character stop and someone turned and said, our Bob? And then they said, rise and run, Bob? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and it ended up being done. You were the main character stop at mile seven. Yeah. It, it's, uh, you know, and hi, I think it's the highlight of my run Disney experience going back, going back, uh, golly, seven years now. And I don't know how many runs, 40, I don't know, but yeah, it was, it was overwhelming. It was really, it was really so cool. cool. Yeah. My biggest memory from the half outside of the amazing character stop at mile seven um, was I, I started the race with Allie and her and I decided that we were going to, you know, because we didn't have you this year, Bob, you know, we had to come up with the, you know, a brand new strategy. Yeah. So we decided to Gwyn uh, to Magic Kingdom because we wanted to yeah. get get there before um True, true sunrise. I remember yeah, last year did. we we yeah. were like right on the brink. No, so, you're right. So we got. I mean, granted, the sun was just starting mm-hmm. to peak up, but we we got there by the time it was dark, and and that really, um, that really made us uh, happy yeah, and excited. That's perfect. But the most bizarre thing happened in Magic Kingdom. You know, and and I made a joke while we this was happening. You know, you see the promotional videos and and the promotional photos with Run Disney all the time of. You know, you're the only person running through Cinderella's castle. And for the the first time ever in my run Disney career, I walked through Cinderella's castle because it was a log jam. I don't know if it was a situation of just being towards the, you know, towards the the middle to the back of just the sheer number of people i don't know if it was people jockeying for a position to get to the left hand side so they could get the most optimal down the ramp castle photo and stuff like that but i mean it was literally a traffic jam and you know as i was like you know got past the the carousel making the approach Allie and i had to slow way down because if not we were just and and there was no room uh, you know, for anybody to go. So, um, and then of course, but, but by the end of the ramp though, where you can make the split off, okay, go to the left for the castle photo or go to the right, you know, to, to continue the race. Then it finally started opening back up. But the, that was, that was absolutely wild. I've never seen that before. Yeah. That was crazy, Greg. I mean, it's like getting out of a, a movie theater, a concert, everyone just trying to hit the exit at once. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love about, run Disney and just like the groups in general is we just sort of naturally didn't leave anybody behind. If somebody started in Corral C, we made sure they had a buddy to run with. If someone was starting Corral D, we made sure that they had someone to run with. And we just, we ended up catching up with each other, which was so cool. And then finishing up by Gwinning. So my half, I mean, looking back, it was kind of the beginning of the end for me. Um, But you know, I started out the morning. Um, my original plan was to run walk the first mile and then walk the second mile and kind of alternate which ones I was doing. But that 
initial strategy kind of all went down the drain immediately because as the corrals were being released, the time in between each waves got shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Mm -hmm. Um, For A and a through half of B, they were waiting three minutes in between each group. But from the time that uh, the middle of B until the time I started at the beginning of E, the time shrunk from three minutes in between to not even a minute and a half in between the groups. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, okay, so what was supposed to be a 25 minute buffer in between me and the balloon ladies is now 13 minutes. Um, so I started off the race. The first couple of miles were decent. Um, and then I started hitting a slump when right before I got into Magic Kingdom. Um, saw my boyfriend at mile five. That gave me a little boost. And then I started going downhill at mile seven. Um, unfortunately, Bob, I didn't catch you at the character stop. Um, yeah, I didn't see you. Yeah, I didn't see you. Yeah. Either, actually. Actually, I got nervous when I didn't see you there. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, Thankfully, because I had kept with Run Walk, just trying to make it through, um, I called up with John and Allie and Greg and Casey, and um, I started walking with them. I was like, okay, so I can at least stay with them, but mentally, I was just, I was struggling. I didn't feel good. I was just really hitting the struggle bus on this run. It was one of those races you just wake up and you're like, this is just not my day. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a little while, Allie and I started walking together and I, I finally told her, I was like, can we try Gwinning or something? Because I feel like I'm going too slow. I'm worried about the Well, it, it, make, it, it makes sense, Lexi, because right after we saw Bob before, before, okay. So after we met Bob, but before meeting you, we had all collectively made a decision. Okay. To save ourselves for for Sunday, we were going to shut it down and walk it in. And then a couple of minutes after seeing you, then we heard the bike pacers say, you know, balloon ladies are two minutes behind you. And then, you know, I think and then, like you just said, that's where the conversation started of, okay, maybe let's give ourselves a little bit more of a buffer. Yeah. And um, honestly, that was the turning point for me um, because. Greg, you became my running buddy, and I don't think I would have finished that race if you hadn't have been beside me just talking to me and keeping me distracted, and come on, I'm not leaving you. That truly just meant the world to me, you know, to be able to get through the race with a friend, and like, you you kept saying, I'm not going to leave you, and you know, I've never really run a race that I was that a timed race with someone for, for more than just a mile or two. Um, and so, you know, there were a couple of times when I was like, okay, I'm going to run a little further. And you were like, good job. I'm proud of you for that. And I was just like, you're proud of me. (laughs) I'm always proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. But seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for, helping me pull through that race. Well, I, I knew I knew something had had to had to happen because I remember you know we we made the collective decision to start winning 
and obviously gwinning can be a subjective thing based on how quickly you do your run segment you know and obviously we were doing 30 seconds and i could after the second or third one i could tell that you were huffing and puffing a little bit and it was one of those things where i knew you know what your end goal was and obviously I wanted to make sure that you could continue to maintain what you needed to maintain. So, you know, that's why I wanted to be able to to help you out because, you know, and, and it did, I mean, obviously again, we finished. Um, but I, I think the first biggest accomplishment that, that you had was the fact that when we got to the next mile marker, the bike pacers changed their tune. It was mm-hmm. the balloon ladies are now three minutes behind you instead of two minutes behind you. So it, yep. it you know, you know, ha- having having that buddy, you know, you know, to go the rest of the way, it, it was it was a lot of fun, and I think it was really really beneficial for both of us. Yeah, and then it was really cool because like you and I would be talking to each other, and then somebody would turn around and be like, "I thought I recognized that voice." <laughs> so that was that was super cool to just talk to people on the course who who heard us talking to each other and be like, "Wait a second, I know who that is." Cool guys, good story. Uh, good story of teamwork. So I just wanted to say that that was my favorite half marathon that I have ever ran. Yeah. It was so magical. And um, so I know I, I might have said this before, but I've always dreamed of being in the first Corral, Corral A, ever since I started doing Run Disney five years ago. Mm-hmm. And I worked extremely hard to try and get a proof of time (laughs) to finally get up there and over the years i've seen myself get closer and closer but i was like there's no way i could finally get into corrale those are like people that that run like an hour and a half halves and i I will never do that um and i i did realize when i was in the corral i was like oh i'm one of like the last people to probably have been put into this corral in the first place doesn't matter with the bid numbers yeah but it was such an amazing experience. And when you mean those fireworks went off, people were like sprinting as if it was like some 100 meter mm. dash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, granted, I, I, I sprinted too, but it was for two different reasons. One, I was shaking so un- uncontrollably because I was so cold. Um, I started losing feeling in my toes and fingers. Wow. And <laughs> um, yeah, thanks, Raynaud's. Um but yeah, so I was so cold. And then two, I was dressed up as Esmeralda. And because someone had leaked the character spots for the half marathon, thank you for whoever did that. I had found out that at 0.1 mile was Esmeralda. And I had the best character interaction I've ever had on a course before. And I cried. And then what's sad is that apparently because of the way I pose, I never got the picture. But at least oh, I got the video. No. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I I put in a, like a contact run Disney thing to see if I could still they could still find the photo. Apparently that's yeah. a thing. So mm-hmm. they said it might take seven to ten days, but you know what? It's okay because I still got to meet her after I finished the marathon, and um, I was like, oh my god, I met you yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but it was such a great race, and it was a whole different experience because I didn't think I was gonna run fast, and then I was just so cold that the only way to solve that problem was to keep running. <laughs> you, ki- you killed it, Jack. You did a good job. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. Good job. All right. So the half's done. 
Dopey Runners, you're three quarters of the way complete now. You're not really. You're not even halfway. But, you know, three days, three out of four days. Uh, before we get to the marathon, though, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the absolutely amazing meetup we had uh, Saturday afternoon. Now, here's mm-hmm. what I, I, I... It was so you, fun. You've heard me say this before on the episodes. I'm not going to mention names because I'm going to leave somebody out if I do. And I'm not going to mention names for the meetup. But, oh my goodness. Thank you, thank you, thank you, all of you who came out. There were a bunch of you. We were so happy to see you there. Um, we're going to have to consider a larger area mm-hmm. because yeah. we, yeah, we kind of <laughs> overwhelmed. My, my wife and I got there, golly, I guess we got there around two 30. Becky's really good at finding uh tables. She, she did find us too. <laughs> that wasn't enough. I, mm-hmm. gosh, gang, I don't know. Ah, oh, shucks. I, I would say we had 60 to 75 people there. At, at one time or another. It was really, really amazing. So thank you for coming out. Please know that uh, I, I tried to get a chance to at least say hi to most of the folks who came by. And I, I know the rest of you did too. Um, but please know we appreciate it. And I hope you got a chance to meet one another too, because it was just a, a really, really neat event. I think with this being my first time doing Dopey and to have such a community um that's just there for one another was just the most magical thing. Um, Oh, I'm going to cry. Don't cry. Um, (laughs) But it's just so great to hear all of your stories and getting to be there for one another. And I just want to say, thank you so much. You guys are amazing and we love you so much. Absolutely. And I will echo that because with the way that my half marathon went, you know, I was starting to get like, a little down in the dumps about myself and the race and like just not feeling like I belonged and the amount of people who came up to me and encouraged me and inspired me and like listening to their stories, like just Mm -hmm. totally flipped my mood around Mm -hmm. 180 degrees. Um, So thank you from the bottom of my heart as well. And, um, Gosh, there's like, I'm just picturing in my mind the different conversations that I had with various Mm -hmm. people. Um, And I'm just going to say, I'm going to say one shout out to Dean. um, Yes. Because I walked over to him and he looked over at me and he was like, okay, what time are we starting the full? And I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Um, And he was like, "I'm I'm your running buddy. Like, I know what happened with the half and um, I've listened to the podcast and I know, you know, what you're going through and I'm not going to let you do that. So I'm going to stick with you. I don't have a time goal for this one and we're going to get through this full together. And I promise you, I almost started crying right there. So thank you so much, Dean, for sticking with me and um, just for saying that you would be willing to do that. Like, that just truly from the bottom of my heart that just meant the world yeah he's pretty good guy yeah he is i know when we did our recap of wine and dine um and we talked about the meetup then i i had made the comment that you know it was 
overwhelming in the most positive way possible. Mm -hmm. And this meetup just (laughs) grew that exponentially. Yeah. Yeah. But the moment where like it really, really smacked me in, in the face was when we did the group picture. Yeah. And because I mean, obviously, you know, we did, I, you know, I think it, as a collective group, we did a really good job of making sure that like we all spread out and we were all talking to different people, whether it was friends that we have known for years or people who were just coming, you know, to a meetup for the first time. So obviously all of our, our interactions were, were different in, in our interactions with each other. But that moment of one cohesive unit of of support was just I, I I even to this moment right now, I just can't describe how incredible that was. The fact that, you know, we had to have Diane, you know, jump up on a brick wall mm-hmm. so that, you know, we could be sitting and push far enough back so we could get everybody in the shot. Um you know, and, and, and Grant, you know, and, and I know it's not about numbers or anything like that, but just seeing the sheer amount of people and and the excitement of the weekend and, and the support that they have of what we're providing, but also the support of, of supporting one another as well, too. That was just such an awesome moment to experience. And, and granted, I, I know we haven't shared that photo yet, but I know we're going to do it soon. And, um, you know, I just... Again, the the fact that people take time out of their racecation um, to meet us and to meet one another it is just it, it's such a humbling experience, and um, I just hope that the the family just continues to grow so we can continue to support. One oh another. yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing about that photo, Greg, is by the time we took it, I think about a third of the people had left. So as as, as large as it looks, it was even bigger. Another person, Adam. Adam is like golden. Oh yeah. I mean, just he, because he brought the Normatex for you, that you know, <laughs> come on. I, 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 he goes, "Oh, you're you're hurting? Yeah, put these on." And he sat there, and I sat there in the Normatex boots for like 15 minutes. Yeah, relaxing. Well, the reason why that that whole thing started was after the half, I was in my room sending. Um, the mile marker selfies to all the people who had donated for um for that day's race and adam had sponsored a mile of mine for give kids the world for the half marathon and when i send the photo and he texted me back he's like you know if you're interested or do you think other people might be interested I, i could bring them to the meetup and i was like well adam that would probably be one of the most unique photos we could get of somebody wearing those those boots while sipping the margarita and and John you, you, you there's a great photo of you so I'm so glad yeah. we were able to capture that yeah, yeah they, they 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 helped a little yeah yeah all right Sunday night everybody finally gets back uh, John and I have another story about waiting for dinner but we'll save that one um, everybody gets back Sunday morning. Now, all kidding aside, Dopies, you are almost halfway done. At mile 1.9, you're going to be halfway done with your Dopey Challenge on the marathon. But again, the marathon race day weather, it got a little bit warm in the afternoon, but 
I said it earlier in the episode, it was a typical nice Florida day. So thoughts on the marathon, my friends. Bob, talking about the weather, the one the one of the first memories that I had of that race was, you know, there was all this chatter online in the groups, even um, you know, the race announcers talking about it up on stage that, you know, marathon had changed to a yellow flag. And yeah. I know that that was starting to concern a lot of people. And I know Pelkey, you know, kept talking about, hey, it might not seem like it right now, but like I'm starting to feel the the humidity rise and make sure that you're hydrating. And I'm standing there thinking, like, my God, we're we're all wearing mylar blankets out right. here. Like, why number one, why raise the flag? And number two, why keep talking about it? Mm-hmm. But they know what they're doing because by mile like four of that race, at least when I went off, I could really start feeling that, you know, that humidity. And again, as someone coming from up North, you know, yeah, not that, not that it was affecting me right in that moment. It, it did affect me later, but I mean, but I was like, okay, I can understand now why they, why they were harping on that so much. Okay. Fair enough. Good, good point, Greg. Cause even though it was really cool in the morning, I see a lot of people skip those first couple of aid stations too, which I probably thought was a big mistake for some people there because oh, yeah. that, that, that last half got, got, got a little rough and hot. Okay. Um, thoughts on the marathon. I'm back out there. I walked the marathon. I talked earlier about how things have built up to as they were pre-pandemic. My favorite part of this race or any race is making the right turn onto Main Street at Magic Kingdom. Now, I ran it last year and there were folks on Main Street that was neat. When I did it this year, it was back to the way it had been before and it was just slam packed and people were cheering and they were packed on the side. And I'm telling you, I could have flown down Main Street. The feeling was so wonderful. And I've done this the last couple of years. I, I just get a lot of energy out of that crowd. And at some point, typically along Main Street, I'll go over to the crowd. I'll walk up and say, random strangers, I don't know any of you, but I love you all. So I did. I got towards the end of Main Street. I said, exactly random strangers i don't know any of you but i love you all and then i pointed and i went and especially you Brittany charbonneau was right there <laughs> i had seen her before we took off and it just was coincidence she was right there so that was a lot of fun bob i had a very similar type experience um you know making the turn on the main street because i i was t- i think it was talking to somebody at the meetup and you know they were talking about cheering on main street and everything like that and you know i'd always thought where you know it would be really really cool to be able to have support on main street you know to give you that extra kick and obviously with the way that my family dynamic is right now it's just it's not possible for my wife to you know get her and my daughter out of bed to be able to get to Magic <laughs> Kingdom that early and stuff like that. And then, but I know as our 
our podcast family has grown, you know, th- that support has crept up. I remember like, you know, we were just talking about Adam. Adam was there for all of us, you know, last year on Main Street. Yeah, oh yeah. But obviously I joked with Adam that um it was a situation where like I was kind of bummed that he turned into a Galloway pacer because I the, the one person that I know would be cheering on Main Street for me wasn't gonna be there. And that, you know, so I'm thinking this whole time as I'm going on Main Street, like ah. Oh, you know, it just be it would be really neat, you know, it, to have somebody cheering for you know for me in this moment, and then no joke, about twenty seconds after having that thought, I'm around the spot where Casey's is, mm-hmm. and I hear rise and run, mm-hmm. and I turn and it's Brittany, mm-hmm. and I, I like I stopped dead in my tracks and I ran over and and gave her a big hug and and you know chatted with her for a minute. She wanted to know how I was feeling and everything like that got a picture and it was I I found that moment to be so serendipitous and the fact that you know she took the time oh yeah to come out for this weekend to provide support to all the runners I just thought was a classy classy move on her part and I'm so glad she did it yeah she she was at the start line too we saw her there but um yeah but I knew she was there I could see her from a distance but it at Main Street it was just luck right into her but you you give a good example Greg uh, if you recall last year, Adam did find us and Adam, Adam kind of actually walked along with us for a little while because there just weren't that many people there. Couldn't have done that this year. It was slam packed. So before we get too far into the, the distance of the race, as some of you may know from me telling you, or if you see it on social media, or um, if you've deduced from listening to this episode, I did not finish the marathon. Um. I was swept by choice at a little past the 5K mark. Um, and it's not, not saying that to be a downer or anything like that. Um, I felt really sick on Marathon Day. Um, part of it was I was coming down with the cold. Um, I hadn't slept well the night before. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it was nerves or or what was wrong, but I was super nauseated to the point where I couldn't, I could barely drink any water. Um, I got sick right under the Epcot ball in that bathroom, and I was just like, you know what? I'm calling it. Um, My body was just telling me no, and sometimes you have to listen to your body. Um, And so I... Let the balloon ladies pass me. I told Dean to go on ahead um, to finish his race. And um, I had the first experience of being swept at a Disney race. I kind of knew going into the race that I would need to feel exponentially better than I did before the start. Um, So I'd kind of mentally prepared myself for it. Um, But... You know, I think it, it it's not it's not like the end of my dopey journey or anything because you know I'm gonna be back 110. percent I yeah, knew that. You are. <laughs> I I mean maybe maybe dopey 2025. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but I overall I feel like it was a very positive experience because it was you know my choice. It wasn't because I got in- injured or anything like that and. If if anything, I've told this to a couple of people, the moment that I was like getting on the bus when I wasn't feeling nauseous, um, 
I was just, I was just honestly super relieved. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just had this massive feeling of relief because I could take the break that I so desperately needed mentally. Um, I've y'all heard me talk about on the podcast of just going race after race and really consistently training since uh, the start of the pandemic. Um, and I think it was the right decision for me. So I got swept um, I went back and I was able to see the first finishers cross the finish line, which I've never done before. So that oh, was that's super cool. cool. Yeah. Um, they were going a five minute, like five and a half minute yeah, average. That's impressive. For the whole thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I got to see Coach Twiggs finish. Oh, cool. Cool. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. And well, Jack. I saw Jack finish. <laughs> Jack did well too. Everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're still proud of you, Lexi. You you gave it a good yes, shot. We're very proud of you. Yeah, and I'm proud of me too. And I I mean I feel extremely accomplished. I did a five K, a ten K, a half, right. and three point five miles. So in a four day period. Yep. So, yeah. so you you did yeah. more than half of the forty eight point six. There you go. Right, I right, sure right, did. right. Yeah, you, <laughs> and Lexi. You, you truly got past halfway, that's true. Yep. I'll I'll do dopey with you. I'll <laughs> I'll do it again one more time. <laughs> she says as she grits her teeth. <laughs> I'll it, do it, it with you. <laughs> it was absolutely magical and fun, but I've never felt so exhausted in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> but um All right. Go ahead, Jack. Yeah. First first off, I just wanna say I need to give a shout out to um someone who I had met on the course around mile twelve, right outside Grand Floridian. Her name was Ashley, and we had played basically tag mm -hmm. from mile 12 all the way up to 25 or to the end of the race uh, because we kept going back and forth and we kept saying hi to each other. But initially at mile 12 is when she said hello to me, and she had met you, Bob. And she's like, hey, oh, yeah. um, I'm a listener to Rise and Run podcast, and uh, I met Bob the other day, and it was so nice to meet you. I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so nice to meet you. But what you don't know, Ashley – is you helped me through part of the course where I was kind of in a little bit of a mental struggle. So we would pass each other and I think we would, you know, say, hello, how are you doing and everything. But um, you kept me going because I would see you and I'd be like, I have to keep going. I'm not going to stop because I'm having this little mental block right now. And it was left, it was that that long stretch, I want to say around my old 17 to 20, where there just was not much going on. The sun had come out then. I just want to say thank you for being there. And I don't know if you realized how nice it was to have someone there they can keep checking in on. Um, so I just want to say a huge thank you. And man, you were going strong. I'm so proud of you. That was such a good race. And you did so awesome. But um, that was an amazing race. Yeah, uh, that that marathon shocked me because the day before uh, my half marathon, I ran a two thirteen. When I got halfway to the halfway point of this marathon, I ran a two twelve, and I was just like, "Oh God, there's no way I'm going to make oh, it." Wow. That. Yeah, uh, there's no way that I'm going to make it the same time. I mean, but I will say, seeing the characters um, got me. <laughs> but um, but I mean, it's a Disney race. But yeah, I yeah, it is. I, I PR'd um, by 17 minutes wow, and 49 wow. seconds. So it was basically an 18-minute PR. And I wasn't trying for a PR. I, once again, I was just really cold in the beginning. 
So I just kind of kept <laughs> on going. But it was crazy. I I had always kind of wanted to see Animal Kingdom as the sun was ri- rising, and I got to see it. And it was a whole new experience um, doing that. And, and running an A-Corral, and, and I know I keep saying it, but, like, it was just – it was different. Um I it was it was an experience that I've always dreamed about having and I'm so glad I got to have it and I got to meet so many great people and um I'm going to do two more shout outs and I know there's so many of you guys um that I met and I just want to say thank you so much for saying hello I had a blast talking to you guys um but two specifically because I thought this was crazy someone who I met after the marathon after completing Dopey they said that that was their first marathon and their first ever dopey. I could not imagine doing that as my first oh, marathon yeah. inside yeah, of dopey. A, yeah. I'm like, that's so crazy awesome. And I believe his name is Matt. And I just want to say how incredibly proud I am of you. And he said that we got him through a lot of his long runs. And I was really happy about that. And um, Rachel, getting to put that marathon medal on you was just... I, oh my gosh, I felt so honored. So thank you so much for letting me be a part of that. And I know Lexi will say the same thing because she got to medal you for your uh, dopey and the goofy challenge. So I just want to say huge congrats and huge congrats to everybody this weekend, you guys. We did it. That was a lot mm-hmm. of training. Oh my goodness. And you yeah. did it. And if you do it again, good for you. I don't know if I'll do dopey again. I say that now. And I'll probably end up doing it again anyways. Well, actually, no, I'm going to be doing it with Lexi. Uh, am I going to get yes. a green? There we go. <laughs> but yeah, congrats everybody. And it was awesome. Yeah. Like I said earlier, it's not just the weekend. It's the whole process. I got to give a big shout out to Allie, Casey and Heidi. Uh, started those, started the race with them. Uh, he said, we're going to run a 20, 20, 20 second run, one minute walk. You want to join us? That's fine. I said, good. Cause my, die was still like my quad no my quad my hamstring was still tender and hurt and so that i'll go as long as i can and see what happens and you know they were just so much fun and energy that uh i kind of forgot that i was having some pain back there so that was really uh that was really great and i gotta apologize for greg i did not meet you at mile 10 this year yeah, you, you met me at like mile ten point one. Uh, because <laughs> I, what, we, well, we, that's not ten. Or no, it counts, okay. Bob. <laughs> yeah. it well, no, because last year we met at the uh, the carousel just behind the castle, right. and then this year we met on the bridge going from uh, from the hub to Liberty Square. So yeah, it wasn't that exact moment, but but you, you lined it up pretty darn close. Okay. Thanks. Yeah, but just some other general thoughts that that I have about the full. Um, first of all, Run Disney, if you are listening, I know a lot of logistics go into these races and and such like that. If there is a way that we can change this course, that we are not in the Epcot area for so long in the beginning of that race. The, the pinch points on those on-ramps and off-ramps are just, they're, they're, they're hard to come by. I mean, you know, especially, you know, and I'm not just talking for myself as an individual runner. I'm also thinking about the pace groups as well, too. I mean, the number of people that, that hitch their wagon to these pace groups and they do a fantastic job of making sure that they're hitting their times. 
the, they must have a, a heck of a job trying to to nail those with how you know literally you go from being spread out to to three lanes of you know for people to spread out and then just merges down into this single lane it you know you know it just it, it really creates pinch points and i really hope there's a way that things can be um you know adjusted for the future but um again you guys know better than i do but it, again if there's a way to do it l- please explore because I, I think a lot of people will um will benefit from it I had a question for you guys. What did you guys think of the overall small changes throughout the course, though? Well, that actually was going to be uh, the next thing I was going to bring up is I actually really enjoyed the slight adjustment that they made uh, in Magic Kingdom. I I thought it was really cool that you were able to pretty much actually with the, the change they made. I think you would hit now every single land in Magic Kingdom. You know, especially you know when we dipped into Adventureland for, uh, for a hot second. So I mean, great. Was it a lot? No, but it it was just enough that I I really did. Um, you know, I appreciated that that change up a little bit. The other uh, the great thing about it too is that I was pretty much by myself for the first. Well, again, for you know the first like ten and you know and a quarter miles until I bumped into all of you guys just hanging out on the bridge, you know, <laughs> heading into the Liberty Square. So, um, you know, so it was really awesome that, you know, to spend more time with you guys. And then um, obviously John, um, Heidi and I, uh, you know, split away and we, and we finished this thing out. Um, and Grant, I, I, I want to leave this moment for, um, for Allie to go into greater detail, but I just want to give uh, congratulations to Allie's friend, Casey. Yes. Um, who completed her um, first marathon. And I know she had different plans going into that weekend, but again, I want Allie to tell that story, but I just, before I forget, I just want to offer up my congratulations uh, to Casey uh, in finishing her race. But um, yeah, but I, I, I know we'll probably all share our finish line stories in a second, but the, you know, the, in terms of the course itself, the, those were the big, um, those were the big moments for me. So Allie, uh, how did the full... Marathon, how did Sunday go for you and the alley posse that was with you? It was awesome. So Jen started in Corral E, and so she was alone for a little bit of it, but she was planning to go a little bit faster than everyone else. So she ended up meeting up with us, um, and everybody else started, I think we were doing intervals 20, 120. So 20 seconds running, 120 seconds walking. Yeah. And, um, and we were, we were plugging right along. Um, and we would just have people come in and out and it was really awesome. Um, yeah. I, I met a couple people from who listened to the podcast. I met a gentleman named Ken from Liverpool who kind of pulled me along a few miles. Um, and the cool thing was that he, he waited for me at the end. Oh, did he didn't he? have That's to do me. that. Yeah, yeah, he waited for me neat. at the end, which was really cool. And, and we kind of had an emotional moment there at, at the, sh- the finishing shoot. Um, and I didn't get any of his information. So I hope that he's listening and I hope that he'll find me on Facebook and join our Facebook yeah, group. Yeah, so join that- to Facebook. Yeah, Ken, yeah. Please, please do that. I'd love you to do it. Um, you sure his name is Ken, not Peter or John? Never <laughs> mind. That's an inside joke, inside story. I, I told it to Ken, so he'll get it. One of the things that happened too is that I knew – that Casey wasn't really, Casey's my best friend. And I knew she was sort of um, unsure whether she was going to complete the marathon or not. And I, I saw it in her that she could do it. 
And yeah. so she was pulling all of us along for a lot of it. Like she, she was ahead. Well. Yeah, she was ahead of all of us, but she had to take some time to stretch. And so when I saw her drop back, I dropped back a little bit too. And we just plugged out the rest of, I think we lost you guys at mile, I don't know, maybe 12 or 13. It was somewhere right about Yeah, it was, right it was just after the half. Yeah, because I remember having a conversation with you about we knew the leak character list and that power line, quote unquote power line, was going to be just past the half marathon mark. And I said, I needed you to talk some sense into me to make sure <laughs> that if it was in fact power line max and the line was crazy not to do anything stupid. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. That's funny. Um and then it ended up not being power line max, which And is... we just kept moving right along. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um but then, you know, we actually met some people um just I mean we weren't very far behind you, but we started picking up people who were looking a little rugged. Um we saw Casey's friend KG and coming out of Animal Kingdom and she was she was struggling so we kind of pulled her along a little bit. Um, I rode Everest and I met a guy named Benji whose wife listens to the podcast and she said that he finished. He wasn't sure he was going to. It was just his first marathon. He did it on a lark and he finished. He ended up finishing. So Good it's kind of cool. That's one of my yeah. favorite things about this is like you meet people yeah. and you have these little pep talks with them. And yeah. just let them know, like, you're capable of doing hard things. You're capable of doing these things. I didn't realize that you actually hit your goal of riding Everest. Because, yeah. I, because I mean, yeah. I knew that we were, I mean, obviously, you know, during that whole race, you know, I mean, I know I never experienced a bike pacer. Um, you know, and, and I knew you had fallen behind, but I didn't know how far you had fallen behind. So I, I was always curious to know if you were able to achieve that or not. So that's awesome to hear that yep. you were able to yeah. scream your head off and, and check out the Disco Yeti. Good for you. And also, you were able to get out of there and get up and go again. Yes. After. I know. That's what worried me. I, I know. I, I thought about going in there, but I thought, eh, I don't think so. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I'm so immensely proud of Casey because when you when the three of us went to Gideon's the the OG Gideon's yeah. in, in Winter Park on Tuesday afternoon maybe i i misheard but didn't didn't she say like her goal was to just get to like mile 8 of the full or I think she like wanted to get a total of 26.2 miles so i think she wanted to get around 4 miles okay um on this on the marathon and then you know four turned into eight turned into 12 turned into 26 it was wow that's it was amazing. awesome to see yeah and it was awesome to see her like transformation throughout that whole process of yeah. just you know thinking about like well what if it's possible what if it's yeah. possible that i could run a marathon instead yeah. of she looked pretty strong yeah and she ended up with shirts she it, did yeah Thank you, Joy. We really appreciate that you donated your shirts to Casey because she didn't. She registered for each race separately, so she didn't have a dopey bib. She had five k, ten k, half and full bib. So thank you. Yeah, that was awful nice of her. I thought, but you and know, she's happy too. I'll speak for her. She's not here, but I know that she's happy that the shirts went somewhere to someone who wanted slash deserved them. That was cool. Yeah, and a present came home for you too, Bob. So next time I see you at Princess, oh yeah, be a present from Joy. <laughs> All right, that sounds cool. Switching gears just a little bit, um, because now at this point of the race, I'm a spectator. <laughs> um, one of the things I noticed that I feel like was 
different as far as like the logistics of Run Disney. The tracking was way off. Yes, Greg, so true. You were not at 26.2. You were at mile 25 and I had to go to the bathroom and I was holding yep. it. <laughs> yep. At I'm the, sorry. At like by mile 18 was whenever I moved over to Coronado Springs to cheer you guys on. Um, up until the end of the race, um, when when y'all were at 18, it was about half a mile off from from where you actually were. Uh, the tracker said you were about half a mile ahead. Um, and then by the finish line, it was like a mile and a half. Yeah, that well, it was well, off. Well, we kind of slowed our pace down a little bit yeah. coming coming out of a. Uh, and now, I I don't know if you can do this, Lexi. You need to be at that same spot every marathon because once we come out of Blizzard mm-hmm. Beach, yes, you know, you there jumping up, you cheering for us, puts that pep back in her step because that Blizzard Beach part is very boring and yeah, it's a parking lot now. You don't you don't get to run in the water park. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's it wasn't just, great either. It's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> But now, Jack, to your point about the tracking, though, I mean, obviously, I think that one of the reasons why it is off is that, and, and I could be wrong here, and Bob, obviously, you're the statistician, so, so you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm assuming that the tracker is only going to base its timing off of whatever your pace was at the last timing, match. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, so that's why, oh. and, and one of the things that I had to do for my wife's um sanity over the course of the race was i have now switched over to a koros watch but i am now but she asked me to wear my old garmin for that race because one feature that garmin has that koros does not is live tracking mm-hmm. yeah so i dual watched it so that way she could have a more pinpointed um, access point to where I was on the course and it, you know and if things drastically changed you know she could you know try to deduce exactly what was you know going on that makes sense yeah I mean yeah I thought about wearing my Garmin watch because I, I forgot to give my boyfriend tracking <laughs> um, and then realized that that's how he was going to track me until after the race and I felt really bad um, more than anything, I feel like um, I was just like on edge. I was like, "Am I gonna miss you? Am I? Are they here? Or like, are they gonna see me? I don't know." <laughs> um, but I still had a great experience cheering, especially at that point, because I know. I mean, I know that's after a really hard choke point with only parking lot, not a lot of spectators, going into another long stretch of highway. So spectators if you're coming um i will say something that was different from where when jack and i cheered last year they actually had two policemen on the course that did not allow you to stand in the median i i noticed that that was different and i was just like oh oh that's so far away because it's a traffic hazard obviously but um there was a tent with a character or a band or DJ or something at the intersection. So that's where I placed myself because it was still like, mm. you know, I could cross at a crosswalk to get there and not disrupt traffic that was moving in the, the opposite side of the runners. Um, 
But it was so cool standing there. And I was still wearing my race costume because I hadn't gone back to the room. Um, And so some people were like, oh, my gosh, you dressed up. And I was like, well, kind of. (laughs) Um, But I'm just so glad that I got to see as many friends as I got to. I saw um, Kristen runs Fit Mama. I saw the other Kristen running in makeup. I saw all of you guys. Um, several podcast listeners, if you came up and say, said hello and took a picture, like that, that was super cool. I'm really glad that I was able to give back in that way to my community. Um, and honestly, I feel like that being there cheering for everyone helped my heart as well with not being able to finish the race and like, you know, flipping it on its end and not allowing myself to stay in this negative headspace of just being like, no, I'm going to go cheer for these amazing people doing this amazing thing. And I'll be out there again someday. Um, I'm going to get back out on the course. Uh, I, I walk the whole thing as, as many of you are aware. And I try to maintain a pretty steady pace on these, uh, on a marathon. So I started with a friend from customized training, Caroline. We walked together for about two miles. Um, it helped her because she wanted to start slowly. So by walking with me, she started a little bit slowly and then she took off, kind of, kind of went back and forth with, uh, Greg, John, Allie, and that crew for a bit, uh, again, cause you were doing run, walk. And I was doing walk. We were yo-yoing. Then I kind of lost track of both of you. One of you went ahead. One one went behind. Um, Coming out of Animal Kingdom, somewhere around mile 17, 18, 19, I was walking with a woman. We were talking a little bit. And I was talking about trying to walk a steady pace. And she said, well, I'm trying to walk too. I said, well, if you want to maintain about 15 minutes a mile. I'm, I'm going to walk if you'd like to walk with me. She goes, yeah, that sounds good. And I said, I'm Bob. She goes, I know I'm Mary. I listened to you guys. We met already. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. So, uh, so I stuck with Mary for the, for the rest of the race. Um, Mary helped me out quite a bit. Come out of animal kingdom. And they have the sponges there, the, the wet sponges, the cool you off. Mary's a couple steps in front and in a very loud voice says, would you like a sponge, Bob? And I'm thinking, why? why? Yeah, maybe. What? What? And the folks around us start to laugh and I'm going, that went right over my head. SpongeBob. Okay. I get it now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she got a big kick out of that. So did everybody around me. I think she really got a kick out of the fact that I didn't get it, but that was fun. I will always talk about coming on to world showcase at the end of the marathon or at the end of dopey or whatever it is you're doing because once you're there at that point and i'm not going to say you can't get swept i don't know whether you can or you can't but at that point the realization is you've made it and at that point i got two two emotional points one's walking down main street and the other's making it around world showcase where i know Holy smokes. I, I really, I find myself giggling, nervous laughter 
I can't form sentences or I'll start to choke up. It's, I don't know. I don't know any other event that's like that. And I'm not alone. The, the emotion of the run Disney event is different than other events. And it's just, I don't know. It becomes overwhelming. Um, I did something I haven't done before. I stopped at the Joy of Tea Pavilion in China and bought two tipsy ducks in love so I could finish with a drink in my hand. Uh, bought one for, for me, one for my friend who helped me out. We learned something. I kind of knew this, but didn't remember it. When they make that drink, the, the mix comes out of a, one of the frozen concoction things, and then they pour the alcohol on top. They don't mix it. So if you don't mix it, <laughs> your first sip is more or less a shot of bourbon. So, um, so Mary got introduced to that that way. Uh, wonderful finish. My wife was there at the finish line and I was, I, I, from time to time I say, I, gee, gosh, I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. And that's just true of a marathon in general of this one. I really wasn't sure. I really, and had I not had friends along the way at three different spots in the race, obviously I had the physical ability to make it mentally. I'm not sure I would have, maybe I would have said, okay, I've done enough, but I, but because I had help because you were there, I did finish. I I'm going to comment. I've been holding off on throughout this episode Several folks said to me, said to us, you got me through this, talking about the podcast. You got me through the training. You got me through that. If you believe that, I'm grateful. We're grateful. We're happy to be able to help. But the truth is, you got you through it. You did it. And the fact that we were just along for the ride was our honor and our pleasure. So, hey. I got another set of Mickey ears over there. Anybody else have thought, thoughts on the uh, on the finish line? Yep, Bob, it's the same thing for me. You know, uh, you know, I was waiting for the cramp to come back, see what's going on. But you know, all the listeners on the course saying to us, "Guys, you guys got me through it. You got me through it." You know, it just made that last couple miles so much easier. Just thinking how many people, I guess, we touched. You know. Uh, yeah. in the last in the last year and you know what i was happy at the finish line i think it was more happy for the people coming across that finish line mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. seeing him seeing him coming after him and coming up to us after that race was really a really moving moment i think yeah i'll i'll end where i started i'm still not sure i can I, even though we've said a lot of words here I'm still not sure I can summarize this whole weekend. I remember when we had uh, Kristen on a, from, and I think this is one of our Council of Costumes episodes. We also talked about the emotions of running the marathon. And I remember during that episode, I had talked about how I was not 100% sure how, um, how I was going to react at this finish line. And I did get emotional a couple of times on the course, but the part that, that really surprised me is that I never got to the the blubbering 
mess that um, that I was at the end of Goofy last year. And, e- you know, even, you know, 72 hours later, you know, I'm still trying to, to process it. And, and the best thing that, that I can come up with as of this point is that Dopey is the hardest thing that I've ever done in my life. And, I, and I'm proud of my accomplishment. But oddly, I'm more proud of myself last year. And, but that being said, though, um, I am, am filled with a lot of pride um, from this past weekend. And, you know, similar to what John was saying, um, I'm very proud of others within our immediate podcast family here and, 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 you know, in the greater podcast family as well, too. I'm immensely proud of the fight and the determination, Lexi, that you put into this entire weekend. I am incredibly proud of Dean and what he offered up to you, um, you know, to run in that race. I am extremely proud of Casey who, you know, again, I, I'm very pleased that I was able to like help her get into the, the marathon. Bob, you mentioned uh, a little bit ago, um, our friend Caroline, I'm extremely proud of her. You know, the fact that she was able at the last minute uh, to get a, uh, a charity bib um, for Goofy and in a short amount of time was able to raise over $2,000 for Give Kids the World. It's wow. those little stories that even though in terms of like my level of pride personally and, and the sense of accomplishment, even though it's not matching and I didn't have the the tears of joy that I did last year, I think that's what made this weekend um so special because I think for me crossing the finish line was I was I was proud of what I did, but it was I think more so I had a smile on my face because I was just relieved that it was done because I had just finished the hardest thing of my life. And um and like I said, it was a weird emotion to to sort of tackle, but when I take a step back and look at it, I'm I'm very glad to be proud of all those other stories and the stories of, of our listeners who were able to participate in this weekend, no matter if you were doing just the 5K or you were doing Dopey. All right, friends, with that, we'll, we'll put Marathon Weekend in the rearview mirror for a little bit. We may reserve the right to come back to it just a bit next week. Uh, in fact, next week, we will have with us Chris Twiggs, a perfect Disney marathoner. And Jeff Francisky, who is a perfect dopey. So we'll hear from both of them next week. Get their views on what this last weekend was like. Okay, although we've been spending a lot of time talking about races this last weekend, it's time for the race report. All right, now listen. I know a lot of you put reports in on our social media about Marathon Weekend. I would love to do a full-blown race report 
and mention all 175 of you are, how many there were. <laughs> but we've already gone long enough. So let's highlight the folks who are out there doing other races. I don't want to forget you. Now, because of the timing of some of these, I'm going to run through a couple of weeks worth here in a relatively quick fashion. Let's go back to, let's go all the way back to 2022. You remember that, remember that year? Okay, let's go back to 2022. And from December 28th until January 3rd, uh, running across the years, our buddy Chad, and you may remember Chad from episode 17, who talked about running across the years last year when he did roughly 400 miles in 10 days. This year, Chad did 320 miles in six days in the running across the years event in Phoenix, Arizona. That placed him sixth overall amongst all male runners in the six-day event and eighth overall amongst all runners. A really, really impressive uh, run, six-day event for Chad. Great job. On uh, on New Year's Eve in Hudson, Ohio, the Frosty Five Miler, Lori ran that. Uh, rainy and chilly day. This one was the one that was delayed, was originally scheduled for before Christmas. But remember that big cold spell that swept the nation? It got delayed. She ran with a friend. She ended up with 1,150 miles for the year. She did do Dopey. I remember seeing Lori there at Dopey. So she finished that one. Uh, another delayed event, the Santa Shuffle 5K in Cumming, Georgia. Lauren did that. A uh, nice photo of the medal. Great job on the run. She's looking forward to 2023. On New Year's Day in Charleston, South Carolina, Jenny ran the first day 5K. Rob in Glen Rock, New Jersey, did the midnight run. In Reston, Virginia, the New Year's Day 5K, Jennifer did that one. Jennifer said it was her slowest 5K in quite a while. This is the Jennifer that considers a 22-minute 5K slow because Jennifer still managed to be second in her age group, 12th overall female, and two of the top five female finishers were Olympic trial qualifiers, and you can't complain too much about that. I don't think that's a pretty darn good finish. Uh, Fort Smith, Arkansas, the Frozen Buns 5K. Joe finished that. He did it in under a 15-minute-per-mile pace. Good pace for Joe in that 5K. Esther, Margaret, Dawn, Michael, and Judy were all together at an event with Jeff Galloway in Atlanta. None of, none of them told me about it. Jeez, I probably wouldn't have made it anyway. Uh, it was the New Year's Day run walk with Jeff. And actually, it wasn't in Atlanta. It was over uh, near Walt Disney World. It was over in Central Florida. Uh, Tracy did the Pirates Run virtual marathon which started at midnight on January 1st. Kind of a neat event. So let's move forward a week. I'm putting two weeks together. Uh, this is Saturday, January 7th. The Freeze Your Half Off run. The Freeze Your Half Off Half Marathon in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, Alicia did that one. It was cold and windy, but she had great damn views, she said. Bob, Bob, they, watch your mouth. What? This is this is a family podcast. Greg, there was a dam. It was a dam in the river, and Alicia had great views of it. 
Oh, no. oh. So, so we don't have said. to. We, we don't have great. to check the explicit box for the no, for this okay. show. Okay. She had okay. Great. Not to just in case. Just do beep. No. Okay. <laughs> she had great damn beep. views. That's, that's what she's. Uh, she, she liked this one. She said, "Is highly recommended event, especially for back of the Packers, because it was such a supportive group." Um, she was listening to Run Fit Mama's Dopey Strong Spotify playlist. Next up for Alicia, the Princess Runs. I haven't had a chance to meet Alicia yet. I'm looking forward to seeing her there in February. Caitlin, Caitlin did the "I Just Want to Be a Unicorn" 5K in Knoxville, Tennessee. First race report for Caitlin and her first race back since 2019. Next up for her at Disney, the Toy Story 10 miler. Friends, it's been a long episode. We had a lot to talk about. We had a lot that happened. <laughs> I'm still having trouble putting it all into, uh, into some kind of context, some kind of words. Gosh, now what? Now what? We've got uh, Princess coming up. We've got uh, Springtime Surprise, but I'm also thinking what's coming up for this community. How can we get bigger and stronger? We got things we're looking forward to coming up during the year. Uh, if you got ideas, share them with us. You you got to know by now we love hearing from you. We're so happy, so proud that you're with us. It was a wonderful weekend, and we look forward to many more. But my friends. And if you run, you know, you know, you are our friends. Until we see you again, happy running. The Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.